Hello and welcome to the official podcast for INFS 2822 Programming for Data Analytics at the UNSW Business School. My name is Blair Wang. Welcome to the end of week five, everyone. This week was all about maps. Maps are, of course, a very big part of data analytics in 2020. Um, we see around us a lot of maps about COVID-19, but maps have always been an important part of understanding data when it comes to space, when it comes to people and society and populations. I mean, in a sense, people are very spatial creatures. We like to think of the world around us in terms of physical locations. We think of the culture of our hometown. We have an, a sense of identity based on where we're from. So of course it makes sense that we visualize data according to geography. Now in a sense that's kind of weird because <laughs> you're taking a course at the business school in information systems. We are not the geography department but as our guest lecturer Richard spoke about when I interviewed him for the guest segment that we're starting to have in our lectures, he did speak about the importance of taking various kinds of opportunities outside your main area of study. This is what Richard had to say. Take as many opportunities as you can. You know, you're still young, you've got a lot of time. Um, you have the ability to basically just branch out and you know, just try different things, see what's interesting before you lock yourself into maybe a career path. And to be honest, even later down the road, you're not really locking down yourself down. but. Earlier on, the earlier you pick it up, the more you can sort of discover, okay, this is how the world is working. This is how everything is built, pretty much. Richard himself, as you may recall from the guest lecturer, went outside his main study area, which was commerce and law here at UNSW. He learned Python and JavaScript and GitHub and SQL. And that's a mindset that's important for us to have as well. We shouldn't be afraid to look at other disciplines and how they do things because at the end of the day, data analytics is about data and that data can come from any discipline. It could be about any discipline and it could be relevant for a number of disciplines. The fact of the matter is the world that we're living in is interdisciplinary. <laughs> we're going to have to understand things from different places. And so it doesn't hurt to understand for the purpose of this week, a bit about geography. Now I'm no geography expert, but here in information systems, we're all about trying to understand IT well, and also building up the skills to understand other disciplines well, so that we can think about how IT could be useful for them. So how has IT and in particular data analytics technologies been useful for the people who are interested in geography, the surveyors, the engineers, the, the town planners, policy makers who are interested in, for example, census data, which we've been playing with a lot here in this course. Well, this week you would have learned about this acronym, GIS, Geographical Information Systems, and they've been so influential in thinking about data analytics with respect to space. You would have been introduced to this company, ESRI, and how they had this product all the way back in the 1990s called ArcGIS. And even though we don't use ArcGIS in this course, a lot of the foundations that ArcGIS laid in society and even some of the data formats like the ESRI shapefile format are still really foundational in how all this stuff works today. But the world has of course moved on since the 1990s. It's 2020, there's a different set of technologies. So instead of ESRI shapefiles, we're working with GeoJSON. Instead of using ArcGIS here in this course to empower you to do your own kind of analysis, very customized kinds of analysis and without having to buy any additional software, we're using Leaflet, a JavaScript library 
in conjunction with OpenStreetMaps, which provides this layer of tiles that shows you the various features that are underneath your map, um, showing you the shape of the land and the streets and the other things that you might expect from a mapping service, but all open source and for free on the internet. So what do you even do with Leaflet? Well, you can actually make a lot of the kinds of mapping geo-visualizations that you're seeing a lot in the media these days, but also a lot of the other kinds of maps about how people and data about people or data about the land fit into a map of the land. Fundamentally, there are various simple shapes to understand. I hope by the end of this week, you understood polygons and polylines, because basically all the kinds of mapping that we're doing relies on you understanding how these work. And as part of the tutorial this week, you played with these shapes in geojson.io, this website where you can quickly draft up a feature, save it as a geojson file, and then actually import it into a leaflet map. And hopefully this week's tutorial has started to get you thinking about how you could put together just the map itself. We haven't even started visualizing the data that much, but because I know this is quite a steep learning curve for a lot of you, this week's tutorial was just draw the shapes there. Now that, uh, all that code for that was on this GitHub repository called INFS2822 code samples. Also on there is an example of how to get the postcode data from the census, or rather the postal areas from the census, uh, which are shapefiles in the ESRI shapefile format, and then use a combination of Python and potentially some other tools for shape simplification to get shapefiles for those without drawing the actual borders of postcodes yourself. And also on that repository, as of today, I've updated a sample map that we were already looking at in the tutorials to show how you can take some statistics about various areas, the shapefiles about those areas, and you get a nice visualization showing you almost like a heat map of where different kinds of activities are happening. Now there's a special name for that kind of map. It's called a choropleth. Um, and we haven't actually done that much with, with the actual choropleth aspect in terms of the, the colors representing numbers, but that uh, code samples repository now has a basic example of that. And I'll be recording some video going through how you can go from what we did in the tutorial to having the actual numbers correspond with various colors. And part of the reason why it's only sort of being done now is because I'm using the beautiful shapes that you've drawn to show you how, really show you how your shapes that you've made in the tutorial directly lead to what we're doing here. That it's so tied closely together that this step now of drawing a choropleth, of having the numbers representing colors into the map, it is not even possible until we've got the shapes. So thank you for those of you who've already submitted your shapes for various buildings on campus, which of course was part of your tutorial exercise. If you haven't done it, it'd be good to get that done fairly soon. The more shapes we have, the more interesting that map that I'm putting together to show you all these cool things will be. So please do make sure that you send across those shapes. Now, next week is of course the week six flexibility week. So don't feel like you have to submit it on Monday if you haven't done it yet and so on, but it's, it's good to get that ASAP. I think we've got enough shapes now to make the map interesting enough. So there's no great big time pressure. Um, but yeah, as soon as you get your shapes in, I can put it on the map and keep the map nice and interesting. And of course this week, week five, uh, you also submitted your first assignment for this course, uh, the midterm assignment, which I know was a bit of a, well, for most of you, you had finished nice and early and you'd submitted everything, but I know for a handful of you, it was a bit of a last minute dash to the finish line. And I know some of you had have admitted to me it was a bit of a time management thing or you didn't realize that the task was actually more complicated than you had assumed it was or that you uh, maybe had some difficulties understanding some of the concepts around the video recording that's okay 
This was a formative assessment. The whole point was for you to get familiar with the format. So I'm going to be quite generous in how I mark this. The important thing is your learning. I really want you to learn as much as possible through this process. And I hope you can already see how a lot of these ideas that you're doing with postcodes, just the numbers around the postcodes, it's going to be a whole different story as we're going into the group assignment and thinking about actually mapping that to a map of the postcodes and, and how you can actually see visually on a map of Australia or New South Wales what those numbers actually mean and what they look like visually for yourself. So it is week six next week and it is the flexibility week and in the spirit of the flexibility week I will not bother you. I will not be posting anything on Ed that triggers an announcement. There will be no lecture, there will be no tutorial, but I do suggest that you do make use of that extra week to get a few things done. Um, firstly, please take that time, if necessary, to revise the material that's already been given to you. There's no new course content in that week. There's nothing that we expect you to have done in that week. Anything that uh, may get posted between now and week seven Monday, we don't expect you to have watched it before week seven, but it is a good time to revise. It is a good time to make sure that everything makes sense. I know this course can be quite fast paced because we want to equip you with so many different skills. And you know, week six, even though it is the flexibility week, the consultation is still available for those of you who need it. I am still here for those of you who may need some help. The ed forums are still there. If you have questions, please post them and I will still answer them in week six. The other thing to do in week six is, of course, this group assignment has been released. It ha the draft has been up for many, many weeks now. And of course, the team allocations have been up for a while now since we're past the census date. You know who your team members are. You even have access to your GitHub repositories. And there is also this page on Ed where you can reserve your idea for which product or service you want to focus on for the purpose of the group assignment. All of that is there and it's, it's still there during week six, even though it's the flexibility week. So please do make use of that. Um, and then thirdly, I know it's, <laughs> we've been talking about this for a while now, but there is this module one exit survey. I know that that seems like it was a long time ago, but you can also use this form as just the general feedback form about anything else that you may want the course to have or you think we should change about the course. I cannot promise that we can fulfill everyone's requests, but you know, sometimes it's just the little things where you let me know that this is going to be really helpful. For example, splitting the lecture slides into weekly rather than per module. That was something that I did because of what I saw in the survey. There's only 10 responses to the survey right now. There's about 50 of you. That survey is still open. You can use it to give some feedback. So actions going forward into week six and beyond. Number one, if you're able to, please use this time to revise and look at the material that we've already had in the course so far. Number two, maybe start thinking about the group assignment. And number three, would definitely still really appreciate any feedback that you could give in the module one exit survey. But of course, again, it's week six, it's flexibility week. If you just need to take a bit of a breather, that's completely understandable as well. I don't expect that you have done anything in week six as we go into week seven. It's just a fresh start. All I expect is that you come back into the usual routine in week seven, into the lecture, feeling refreshed and rejuvenated. Please stay healthy. Please stay safe. And I will see you really soon. Take care now. This has been an episode of the official INFS 2822 podcast. Thanks for listening. INFS 2822 is a course taught at UNSW Business School. You can find out more about UNSW Business School at www.business.unsw.edu 
www.ai.org.au.